Good morning, Broward County. My name is Jason Smith, and I'm here with my guest today, the mayor of Water Hill, Mayor Thurston. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Jason. I really appreciate the invitation, and uh, I look forward to having an interesting conversation with you today. Absolutely. So 4321, which is our charter local number, is sanctioned from the IAFF, International Association of Firefighters. And our goal in this podcast is to reach a community and give them different topic points of use, not necessarily from firefighter paramedics, but from first responders that are going out and reaching out to the community. So this was a great, and this is our first one. I'm so honored to have you here. Um, so why don't we do this? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I uh, am a Broward County native. I'm one of those uh, rare people who was born in Broward County. I was born in Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, I have been here my entire life, other than the uh, four years that I went away to college. Uh, came back and went into the real estate business. Okay. Uh, became a real estate broker specializing in property management, uh, managing uh, rentals, residential rent rentals. And um, I've been in Lauder Hill for about 27 years. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than those four years, I went away to college. I've been in Broward County the entire time. Wow. And, and what's neat is not only am I a, a true Floridian yeah. so, like yourself, um, I've been in Broward for 40 years myself. But what's interesting is this building, you got to give me some uh, insight about. Well, Tell me a little I, bit about I, this building. I, I, I did. Um, after the teachers union left, uh, it was bought by a local businessman who used it as a uh, call center of sorts, trying to help people uh, consolidate their student loans. And uh, that business uh, collapsed and he decided to sell the building. And we had it listed for sale. Uh, unfortunately, there was not a, a lot of demand, so it took a while. But ultimately, um, we were able to get the building uh, sold thanks to your organization. I had no clue. It was such yeah. a neat sort of like just circle of life. So I want to yeah. thank that business that uh, allowed us to acquire this spot because it worked out perfect. <laughs> right. Well, question for you. In the okay. last year, there's been a lot of things going on. Um, what has it been like for you as a mayor of Lauder Hill, especially in the last year dealing with the COVID-19 and everything? It has been a uh, stressful time, but it's been a time of learning. Uh, it was necessary to pivot. I had limited experience with uh, virtual platforms, and I have now become an expert. Uh, <laughs> go to meeting, Zoom, WebTex, uh, it was the norm, and it was not uncommon to, to have four virtual meetings per day. And uh, it was necessary to make decisions. We, as a city, we were about the business of getting uh, personal protective equipment. Uh, we needed to get sanitized into the hands of residents. Uh, we needed to get those masks out there. And there was a lot of people who were food insecure. And uh, we got together with organizations and we had food distributions trying to uh, to help the residents. And uh, so I would say that last year was very uh, interesting. Oh, yes. And um, I, a lot of people, though, stepped up to uh, help to enhance the life of uh, Lotta Hill residents. And uh, I'm extremely thankful for their 
help and, and their support. Yeah, Mayor, I would say the community at large really even surprised myself. Just so much outpouring and interest to help others. Like you said, being able to partner with groups to be able to provide meals. Uh, we were a part of that as well. Not necessarily in Water Hill, but uh, I remember we went to Dania Beach. Um, we did a couple different outreaches with organizations that gave us pallets of food, and we were just openly distributing as we could to help out the residents of Broward County. So uh, that that was a very interesting piece that sort of came together in a right. time of crisis. Humanity really stepped up their game, it seemed like. Yes. Um, how long have you been the mayor of Water Hill? Well, I've been the uh, mayor for two and a half years. Uh, I was elected to the commission in 2010 uh, as a city commissioner. In 2018, uh, Richard Kaplan, who was the mayor of Lotta Hill for 23 years, uh, decided to uh, call it quits. I ran for mayor uh, in 2018, and I was elected without opposition. Wow. So at this point, I've been mayor for two and a half years. Wow. Well, fun fact: I'm an elected. I'm an elected in my role. And the same scenario, not well, close to it. There was right. a, there was someone here in my in the role for around twenty some years, but yes, run and ran on uh, unopposed. Okay. So that says something when you're out there and the uh, and the community recognizes what you bring to the table. So congratulations for that. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, what are your plans? So two years. How long's your seat for? How long is every election for? Uh, four year term. My term ends uh, November 2022, and I will run for re-election. Okay. Um, that will be four years, and uh, with that, I'm term limited out. Okay. So, in, in essence, if I'm re-elected in 2022, uh, that means I got five and a half years left. Okay. Uh, as uh, as mayor of the city. So projecting the future, what does the future look like in, in the role that you hold today as the mayor? Um, what is your plans uh, for the city of Lauder Hill? Can you give us a sort of peek behind what, what, what you're thinking, what you would like to see? Well, uh, happy to, to uh, try to do that. We are a body of five elected officials. I'm the mayor. And, and as uh, one of my favorite nieces likes to say, uh, Uncle Ken, you guys are all equal, but you get to go first. <laughs> so I, I am the mayor, but uh, I get one vote as does the other four city commissioners. Mm -hmm. So it is not my vision that the city follows. It has to be uh, a joint vision. We have to reach consensus on anything that uh, that we're doing. So uh, I imagine myself uh, setting the table to provide conversation among the elected officials so that we can decide what the vision is going to be. Uh, sometimes elected officials um, uh, can be a little uh, verbose and, and, and difficult to communi communicate with each other. Uh, I look forward to providing civility and keeping the commissioners talking to each other so that we can come up with a plan for the city into the future. Well, Mary, you hit on a couple things that um, I would like to ask you about, and that is essentially you 
are taking a role and a, and a responsibility to keep the engagement happening and keep the focus for really the community. So saying that, you just hit on those. So do what do you believe tends to be your most um, priority of responsibilities in your role? The priority is determined by the residents of the city. Uh, I pride myself in being available all the time to talk to residents. Uh, I give people my cell number so that uh, if they need, they can reach out to me. And the direction or the projects that the city is working on is determined by the residents. We, I, I've been in the city for 27 years, and over the last four or five years, we've had a real problem with flooding. There's a, a lot of reasons for flooding. Uh, one could quickly say that it's global warming. Uh, I'm saying that is perhaps a cause, but there, there are other reasons. When the communities were, were, were built, there was a swale area, and, but the swales were always indented, so there's a place for the water to, to pond. Over the years, people plant things in this swale. They, they add soil. And so there's no place for water retention. And uh, that is what you find throughout Lottie Hill. Well, the residents are complaining about flooding. So now we've got to go. Uh, so we're we paying for a study to determine how to mediate the, the flooding issue. And it is a consensus item in that all of the commissioners of the city of Lotta Hill agree that we've got to do something about the flooding problem. So that is the way that I look forward to seeing problems resolved. The residents, through their complaints, through their input, determine what the priority is. Then the commissioners need to agree. And then we develop a plan to solve the problem that the residents have. Well, I can say this from, from, from myself, the residents of Water Hill are very fortunate to have a forward thinker like yourself and to truly put the community first. It's not about projects that mean something to that elected official, but the elected officials sound like as a collective uni unified front, that it's going to be about how do we go ahead and resolve true concerns with our community. And that's that's refreshing and that's amazing. Kudos to yourself and your colleagues and those initiatives. Mayor, I know that you have a busy schedule, but this is very important to me. Okay. What happens in the time frame of you looking to um, run for re-election for mayor. If someone hears this, if someone wants to be a part of Team Thurston, how do they go forward and uh, join the team and help support you? Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, the uh, election is November of 2022, that, that first Tuesday. And if there are people who would like to assist, uh, the uh, email address is votekenthurston at gmail.com. So that is uh, the best way to get a hold of me. And uh, my cell number, which I give to everybody, is 754-234-4485. Uh, All right. Well, that is how you get on 
Team Ken Thurston from Mayor Lauder Hill. I yes. am so fortunate to have you. <laughs> thank you. I want to thank your legislative group as well. I want to thank uh, Kia for helping and being responsive to the email so that we can make this happen for your community, okay. for you. Um, on passing words, anything for the community, anything for Broward County to hear from you? Well, I, I want to thank you, Jason, and your organization for having me here today. And um, I know that uh, the, the community has a lot of issues, and I'd like to close with the fact that I am always available. If people have uh, problems or concerns they'd like to uh, discuss, feel free to uh, reach out to me. And the last thing I'd like to say is that get vaccinated. Um, it is the way that this community comes back. The vaccines are safe. I've been vaccinated. Uh, I've encouraged my family members to, to get vaccinated. And when we've got uh, that herd immunity, then we can safely open schools. We can open the economy. So I encourage everybody to get vaccinated. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll be back with one of our other guests for today. Aspire's financial goals are simple. Understanding your needs, wants, and long-term goals with plenty of resources to assist you with retirement, estate, investment, insurance, and taxes. Aspire's family approach is welcoming, and their mission is to reach their primary goal, helping you. Good morning. It's great to have you back. And I'm here with Chris from Aspire Financial. Chris, good morning. Good morning. So this is our first podcast. And with our podcasting, our goal was to reach out to the community. And I couldn't think of a better uh, segue into helping the community because COVID has changed a lot of people's financial platforms, uh, some good and some for bad. And having uh, known you now and engaging with you, I thought that this would be great to basically be able to ask you a couple questions that essentially would be able to guide uh, the community in Broward County or afar at large to be able to hear some things that maybe they don't usually get to hear or get to engage with. Um, just because of maybe COVID as created some venues where people can't travel or didn't want to travel out of their house, or they were sort of just stuck on the mundane everyday cycle, the Groundhog's Day effect, right? So uh, one question I have for you, Chris, is this, um, how long have you been in the business? And when people say the business, what business really would that be? Because sometimes people think with financial, you handle everything. Like, what is it that if they called you, they could know this is what you do? Thank you. Um, so I started in the business in 1999, and um, we're a full-service financial planning firm, so uh, we would handle any type of financial transaction that anyone 
in the in, in investment arena, or whether it's life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, or any type of financial planning matter that someone would come across. Okay. So give me an idea. If I brought you my current financial stock portfolio, you guys could manage it. Absolutely. Uh, I have no clue how to spell financial and I come to you and you could help me sort of get on that track. Absolutely. That's one of the things that we really enjoy is to help people just getting started investing and, you know, maybe they're getting out of college or just their first career. And um, it's great to start working with them when they're young so we can teach them the ropes and, uh, and watch them uh, and plan out their future. Okay. So with that, there's different type of, of investor names that I hear out there. Tell me, what's an independent investor? What is that? Or is that what you are? Yes. I mean, I would, uh, I would say there's uh, an independent financial advisor would be someone that um, we work for a much larger organization, um, but we don't have uh, proprietary products that we have to sell. So I can really take the client and figure out what we feel is, is going to work the best for them and then uh, present that product and move forward. So you're not sort of landlocked to a certain brand that you have to, if the right word is focus on, or maybe some people would say push, but you really get the full spectrum of what makes sense. You got like a menu and what fits for my desire, you can essentially help me acquire. Yeah. I mean, not, not really a set menu. I would say, um, you know, we can sit down with the customer and try to figure out what they want or what's important to them. And then we can present multiple menus to try to figure out what works best for them. And from a compensation standpoint, I'm really not compensated any any more from one one particular carrier or vendor, et cetera. Okay. So when people use the words with money, I hear it's a fiduciary responsibility or as a fiduciary, is that what you are? Yeah, so, uh, so fiduciary, absolutely. Um, I'm an accredited investment fiduciary. Um, and then as that, that's more for corporate retirement plans. Um, but on an individual level, I can be a fiduciary as well. Okay. And so, so talk to me a little bit about, I have a portfolio. I'm in a couple different stocks I've done on my own. I maybe have some stuff that I'm planning for retirement on maybe what they call the 457s, a 401k, a 403b. So I have all that. Um, are you able to look at my stuff and, and sort of consult with me? Are there agreements? How does all that work? Yeah, good question. So um, one of the things that we started doing this year is uh, designing a consulting agreement um, because I had a lot of uh, clients or prospects that would come in. They really didn't want to turn over their money to us. Um, they really didn't want to turn over their insurance needs to us. They just wanted someone to, to kind of give them an outside look and make sure that what they're doing is correct. Um, so what we created was a consulting agreement to where you would engage with us through the consulting agreement. We make sure that we design the agreement to where it works for both of us. And, uh, and then all I do is consult with them, look at what they have, make sure that it's exactly what they have and really educate them. Okay. So, so in today's per se snapshot in today's world, how do you feel that that fits sort of the investment world? Does that, does that have a, a particular spot? Is that one of the first things people should do is sort of get an overview of what they got before they start making moves? What's your opinion on that? Yes, I think it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough decision for people to just walk in and just give that advisor everything that they have uh, to engage them. So I wanted to give them an idea of how I actually can work with them. And, um, you know, that, that way I'm being fairly compensated for the work that I'm putting in and the time that I'm going to put in the client or the prospect would have a deliverable when they walk out of the office. And at the end of the day, if they want to hire me to work with, so I can handle their investments, then absolutely. I'm open to that. 
but this way I'm compensated. The client understands what, what they're going to get out of it. And at the end of the day, if they decide to go a different direction, at least they, they walked away with something. So in the field that essentially I've, I've become a professional in, sometimes I'll use words and I won't have a, you know, I'll say that. And maybe the individual I'm working with has no clue what that means. I go say, Hey, you know, yeah, you have syncope. And they look at me and they're like, no, I didn't buy that. And no, 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 yeah, it's not about that. And you said a neat word. I, I, I'm going to ask you, what is a deliverable? So a deliverable would be a financial plan at the end of the day. Um, it's a, a stripped down version of a financial plan because um, that's that's they haven't really engaged with me to do a financial plan. So, but it's very similar. It's something that they can walk out that's going to be a PDF uh, printed out, or it's going to be something I can email them to them, and uh, basically would cover whatever they're looking for me to cover. A lot of times, the things that we go over is you know is my asset allocation or the way that my assets are diversified. Does it match up with my risk tolerance? So I'm going to show them and I'm going to give them something that would show because a lot of my questions are, you know, how come my investments didn't perform as well as what I see on TV? And then I look at their investments and they're totally invested differently and it's not a fair comparison. So I'm, I'm showing them on paper how their investments are, how they should perform, and then we can match it up based on that. Okay. So I call your office, which what number would they call? If if I wanted to get a meeting with you or your team, would that include Brian? Absolutely. So I know that you have a team. So Brian's one of the names that, that pops into my head, but I want to meet with Chris. I want to meet with Brian. I want to meet with Aspire Financial. What's the phone number that they would do that? So um, for the main number is 954-900-5342. Um, we have offices in Sunrise. We have offices in Naples and we have one in Panama City as well. So Okay. So yeah, you definitely are spread. So my question is, I get through, I set up a meeting. How long do I need to put on uh, a reservation time for myself? So I'm going to set up this meeting. I'm going to have this consultant. Uh, am I focused on 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half? What should I be prepared for? I, I would say that the first initial meeting will be about an hour. Is this, um, do, is there flexibility in person on sort of the COVID platform, Zoom, go to meetings, all those things? Like what is the best in order to get the most out of this meeting? Is it, is it both? Is it one more than the other? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're completely open for either. I mean, we do, um, you know, tons of Zoom meetings. Um, so, um, but we're starting to do in-person meetings as well. So we, we opened our office back up uh, at the beginning of the year, and then we probably started seeing clients about two or three months ago. And um, obviously, we're still trying to practice social distance. Um, in our conference room, we have a divider. Um, when you walk in, we've got a divider from the, you, you know, when you, when you walk in the door. So we try to be as safe as possible. Um, and, but I'm open to, uh, to whatever works best for the, for the client. Okay. And give me an idea. So I feel like I've met the the group I want to invest or at least get some insight from. I know my number. I know my locations now. How much is it going to cost me to do this, Chris? Our, our typical consulting agreement is $500. Um, that includes from the beginning of the meeting all the way through when I present and and, and once you're happy. Okay. Um, so So with the sort of look at at what the country financial a lot of people have questions and not that you're a real estate investor but people are like wow my real estate's going up is there is there a nugget you can leave the community at large with um in reference of this i'll give you an example is there something that you could say hey listen from my perspective 
it's smart to pay attention to. And for instance, I'm not in real estate, but I remember the the um, the individual that did my package to close on my house said, hey, rates change when bonds and and they sort of he's like bringing me all through the woods of just saying hey what you focus on what happens when this happens if i have and i'm preparing for retirement and i'm on the cusp because i'm just trying to figure out what financial institution is a group that i want to go with what would be something that i want to watch for in in the in the world of finances before i maybe take some hits in my retirement portfolio. Maybe I have something on this side, which I don't know what this side would be, but I got all my money wrapped up in here. And if this changes, I'm gonna take a big hit and my retirement isn't the same as I would have been expecting. Is there something to leave a nugget with them with? I, I, I mean, I, I think that the, the main focus that anyone should have is, is on the asset allocation of their portfolio, making sure that that matches up with the risk tolerance because the way that I invest my money may be completely different than the way that you invest your money. Um, so I, 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 as as elementary as that sounds, that's really what drives the return in your investments. And, and when I say asset allocation, that once again is, is the way the money is divided up amongst stocks and bonds. Okay. So I wanna first of all, thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you. you for talking about subjects that sometimes, and I think you really just laid it out very easy, at least for me to understand, and hopefully for everyone out there. Um, Chris from Aspire Financial will make sure that that number's up there for you, as well as the three locations. Lock in, engage, have that opportunity. Chris, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it and look forward to meeting you guys. Thanks. Thanks.